This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Christian perspective on the news does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Radio K Pulpit or the on-air presenter, but is the independent viewpoint of the individual contributor. Please send an email to info at kpulpit.co.za should you have any further inquiries. Christian Perspective on the News. Yeah, you've heard it. It's Mike Bernard. He's an analytical strategist helping churches, mission organizations, and you and I to understand the season that we live in. Good morning, Mike. Always a pleasure having you with us on a Monday. Good morning, Brad. Always a joy and a privilege for me as well. And good morning to the listeners as well. Let's get straight into it. Um, I want to chat about, um, you know, you've written about the articles that Omri was mentioning. You and I have touched over this on the last few weeks. The the news headlines this morning at 7 o'clock is calling what um, South Africa took to the Judicial Committee as cheap electioneering um, by the ANC. That's, uh, that's coming from a political analyst. That aside, Mike, what's to make of the ruling and the way forward? Yeah, the, the ruling, you know... It's amazing when you get a ruling like you did, is everybody feels they won. You know, the South African government, and let's just make this clear, it was not the ANC, it was the South African government, and mm. we were represented by non-ANC members as well, and even even um, the amazing lady from Ireland. So um, it was a government delegation that went over uh, to The Hague, and uh, th- there's no doubt that the, the ruling was in their favor, so there's mm. a victory there. But in the same sense... Um, Israel was not instructed um, to a ceasefire, so they feel they had a victory as well. Um, for me, ultimately, I think humanity um, won. And I think it was a, a very good ruling in the sense, you know, that the judges and the comment they made that at least some of the acts and omissions alleged by South Africa have been committed by Israel, and therefore certain um, guidelines were formulated and those guidelines is um, to stop um, attacking and the military attacks in Gaza, to secure some um, help and assistance to the people of Gaza, which I think is, is a basic humanitarian um, you know, proposal that was made. So I'm really gra- glad in a sense. It's amazing to see, Brad, that a majority of yeah. at least 15 of the 17 judges, so that means practically everybody, voted in favor of imposing the so-called provisional measures. Now, let me just clarify again. The the court was approached by the South African government not to accuse Israel of genocide, but to prevent a genocide. And I don't think we always have that clarity. So it's really important that the guidelines and the measures are there to prevent genocide. And I think we all, as Christians, regardless of where we stand stand and who we support, we do not want to see a genocide. We want people to be saved. We look through lenses and through glasses of redemption. We want people to live in peace. And for the people of Israel, we want peace. For the people of Gaza, we want peace. So I think this is a wonderful verdict, and I think humanity won ultimately. Mm. Like just out of interest, who enforces this? Who who ensures that the this this is for the rules are followed and that this ruling is li- lived out by by both sides? How does this yeah, work? Yeah, it can't really it can't really be enforced. You know, it's, Israel is a signatory um, of the convention, so and so South Africa and so the USA and Europe. So 
you know, it's it's basically now entrusted to Israel to see if to impose these measures. I mean, there's nothing that the that the ICJ can do to enforce this. Mm. So it's basically guidelines presented to Israel and say do this. But what can happen, and this is really important to understand, you know, with with the USA and countries like the UK and Germany being signatories of the convention as well. Um, they are now also under pressure to stop providing weapons, to stop um, supporting Israel in their attacks in Gaza. So it's not just a, a ruling you know, a, against Israel in a sense, um, or stopping Israel to continue military actions in Gaza. It's also now in, into, the, into the laps of the USA and the UK and Germany and countries that mm. support Israel. Um, speaking about uh, the U.S. with a drone attack uh, killing three Americans in Jordan um, and then looking at the responses all around, um, Mike, you understand this area of the world very well. It's always so volatile. There's always something going on there um, of this nature. Um, why is this always like this uh, in that area of the world? Yeah, it's, 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 we, we always tell people when we travel to the Middle East, people say, is it safe? I said, well, it's 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 relatively safe, but you you are entering in an area where it's like you, something is just waiting to explode. You, know, you just need a, a small spark, and things can explode. And we see this. You know, Gaza has provided a huge spark for Syria, for Lebanon. We we see what's happening. The, Jordan, what happened in in Jordan this past weekend is unprecedented. You know, so Jordan is normally a very neutral country, but you find in all these countries people that align themselves um, with radical movements. Um, we, you know, it's really important to understand that we live in, or the people there live in a region, and especially the church in that region, lives in an area that's extremely volatile. And it's really important to understand for us as Christians, we need to pray for peace, not just for peace for a region or for a country, not just the peace of Jerusalem, but we pray for the peace of the region so that people will have the opportunity of hearing the good news of the gospel of Jesus. You know, I always tell people, um, what gives me the right to pray for the second coming of Christ when there's so many millions in that region who's not even heard about his first coming? And it's really important that we focus on what God has entrusted to us, to be witnesses and to share the love of Christ, not to choose sides, because then immediately we relinquish our, our, our right to be peacemakers. Mm. It's very easy to spot volatility um, um, all around the Middle East. Um, I, don't, I hope I'm not stealing away something you wanted to share, Mike, but I, I always have so many questions for you. We only get such a short time together on air on a Monday. <laughs> but, I mean, if you look at our own country, we have our own fair share of massive issues. And I know we get so easily caught up in what's happening in the Middle East. And, and I wonder how many of us are looking around us and saying, hang on. There's a lot that isn't right here. Maybe I need to be pulling up my, rolling up my sleeves and pulling up my socks and getting stuck in here, not only practically, but also in prayer and, and maybe not being so obsessed with what's happening somewhere else in the world when things are falling apart at my doorstep, potentially. Let me say something about our country, um, Brad, because I listened to Drikas Duplessis. We briefly um, mentioned him last week. You know, the, the new UFC champion, world champion. Yeah. Um, and, and I was so ashamed in his press release, you know, when he said our government is the most corrupt in the world, to use that platform mm. to rubbish our country, I think is just, it, uh, I, I, I was so ashamed. But he said the following, he said, I'm, our government is the most corrupt in the world. By the longest shot, I'm 100% certain of that. And I thought to myself, 
you know, Rick, this is my son, you need to go and do s- s- some research because you are rubbishing our country without knowing the facts. Mm. Let me just quickly mm. give you the facts, um, Brad, because I had a look. Um, with countries that has freedom of speech, South Africa is the 24th country out of 179 that has the most freedom of speech. The fact that Drikas could say that publicly and still come back to South Africa and get a euro's welcome must give him the indication that he lives in one of the most free countries in the world. That's one of the biggest blessings we have. We need to say thank you, Lord, this morning that we have the freedom to share the gospel, to speak freely, even to criticize our president. We've got the freedom to do that. We've got more freedom than the UK or the USA or Australia or Austria, just to give you an idea. And regarding the most corrupt country in the world, we are not even in the top half of the most corrupt countries in the world. We are out of 179, we are 71. It's not something to be proud of. But I just want to tell Drikas this morning or anybody listening that knows him to go and tell him that there are more, more than 100 countries in the world more corrupt than us. And that includes countries, major countries like India and Brazil and Egypt. Um, Israel is number 96 on the list. So just to have an idea this morning that when we make public things about our nation, get your facts and then thank the Lord for what we have and use that freedom to be a witness and to glorify God. That's the voice of Mike Bernard, an analytical strategist, also helping churches, mission organizations. And here today, you and I, to understand this world and the season that we live in. Mike, always a pleasure. Good hanging out with yeah, you. Yeah, Oh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Almeri's Al- Al- eyes have, lit, have twinkled here. I make myself a bit hunger. Well, they know how my roasted bread is. Alsjeblieft. We have to be warm or cold. And what is it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the sin of it? Cold to eat is it warm or cold? Of our listeners, like it, but I don't know where. Ja, nee, kijk, as hy uitkom, nee, soos jy, dan sit jy water of, of margarine of iets op, en dan sit jy kaas op, want die kaas moet op die warme roosterbroekie smel, oh, en dan het jy die lekker sachte kaas, jy weet, op die roosterbroek. Ek wil nou nie jylle twee ontstel nie, maar, of al vir Brad, maar ek het dit in my koosplik, ek gaan net nou uh, roosterbroekie kan maak, precies as wat Mike nou gesê, but smell. die kaas is reg, alles is gereed. That smell, Mike, ons gaan allemaal reik, oeg, iemand maak toast, is hy lekker reek. Baie, jy met een wonderlijke dag, en verskrikkelijk dankie vir die platform, The Third Way, ek wil jou as luisteraar aanmoedig, um, daar kan, is het baie meer tyd vir Mike om ook sy gedagtes en alles wat hy denkt te verwoord, En die onlangse artikel is rarig krachtig, so gaan maak gerust draai daarop. Maaike, ons hoop Dankie, Amri, ek sit, ek sit juist nou een nieuwe artikel op, soos ja. ons nou hier praat, en dit gaan, dit gaan oor die, die verkiesings hierdie jaar, en van die sleetellande, en hoe ons as christen hierdie verkiesings gaan benade. So. This insert was brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.